0: And welcome back to the Danny Mac podcast on the bet rivers podcast network. It's the bears and Cleveland Browns Sunday. The Browns are three point favorites. That number I suspect will go up. Although you never know, there's a lot of buzz growing for the bears. So maybe the Chicago betters will take that number even down just a little bit. It's my pleasure to have the company today. Of a guy who is Cleveland Browns football. He is number 19. I don't know how it happened where I never talked to Bernie Kosar over the 35 plus years I did Chicago Sports Radio, but here we are finally, Bernie. Thanks for the time, man. Yeah,
1: Danny Mack, I feel like I have done so many interviews with you as a guy who's paid attention over the years and as a resident Chicago Blackhawk fan and a Chris Chelios disciple. I feel like I've uh, been doing this year in and year out with you.
0: <laughs> well, you know, we, we weren't thinking a few months ago that this game here Sunday was going to be one of consequence after the Bears started 0-4, Bernie. But they've turned it around of late. What do you like about Justin Fields game and what needs to get better?
1: So as a, as a Cleveland Brown homer, um, I really dislike that the bears are playing good three and one over the last month. And I'm not saying this as a guy who, when I was playing, I was massively over complimentary to the opposing team because I didn't want to create any bulletin board material and stuff. So I'm not with the Browns and I don't say that to be negative on it. And I say that to be a, as a guy who could answer your question on Justin Fields, um, uh, objectively. Um, but it's going to sound like I'm trying to stroke him and not create any bulletin board material because I'm a massive Justin Fields fan. And I love, of course, how he's played the last couple weeks, um, and last week in particular and stuff. But, I think that the Justin Fields and wow. what he did, there's a is a is a kind of a microcosm of kind of what's going on around the league and the development of young quarterbacks and stuff. Um, Justin Fields, and I'm not trying to pick on the Bears, I'm not trying to pick on um some of the old staffs that he had, but a young quarterback and how he was groomed early. Um, And the beating, the last time the Cleveland Browns and the Chicago Bears played, I think Miles Garrett had four and a half sacks. Justin Fields was hit 15 times as a young quarterback. So Dan, Dan Mack, I'm looking right at you into this podcast. I'm trying to be respectful into it and look intelligent and sound articulate. But quarterbacks, we're not really supposed to look into the eyes. We're not supposed to look into the cameras. Mm. We're supposed to look up. We're supposed to gloss over the whole field like I'm trying to do now, which probably looks goofy on an interview and stuff. But you're looking up and you're trying to see the whole field. Well, back in his career, early in his career, they were jump dumping him in the pocket and getting him drilled with a a poor offensive line. So his eyes dropped. So early in his career, I believe he got hit with some bad system type stuff. And I say you matter a lot because I'm a big believer in self-confidence and self-esteem and believing in yourself. And when you're a young Q and you get hit that much like he did, your confidence and your your belief. So his eyes dropped and, and the system of that. And I think that's incredibly detrimental to a young quarterback. But boy, as the season now is materializing for him, he's starting to get a little more confidence the bears are doing what i think they should have done early in justin fields career when he came out of ohio state moving the pocket some um letting him use his legs um which i wish they would have done for him early in his career and not develop some of those pounding habits the last time justin fields faced miles garrett you know it was a beat down in terms of putting him in the middle of the pocket now that they're moving him around a little um, and he's using his legs. He's a much more dangerous QB. And unfortunately for the Browns, he has more of his it looks like his confidence and belief in himself. And and that's that bodes well for Bears fans.
0: I watch Miles Garrett every week, and it, it's not just ninety-five on that Cleveland defense. They got a bunch of guys who get after it. Are they the best defensive team in the league? I I know maybe some people say, well, of course they are. Look at the numbers. But I I don't hear people talking about this Cleveland team the same way they've talked about other great defensive teams in the last 20 or 25 years.
1: Yeah, a a fair question or point. Um, I think, though, that what I love about old school football and you and me being back from the old days of it and where we are now and December football and whether it's Chicago or Cleveland, which is so beautiful, although we're going to have gorgeous weather on Sunday, you know, 50-degree weather. That's not the norm this time of the year. But that old-school type of kind of rough football, I believe, is uh, kind of cognizant of, of uh, what the Bears and Browns could, could be about.
0: The Browns are eight and five coming in. They're a wild card team, and other than the Ravens, really, right now, nobody in the AFC, Bernie, unless you see something I don't, has distinguished himself as as a title contender. Can Cleveland make a run deep into this postseason? And if so, what what would have to happen for them to so, get deep? So,
1: whether you know, we're talking about is the Cleveland defense the best in the league? And or not, or is can we make a run deep into the playoffs? What's again good about this old school thing? It's the aesthetics don't really matter now, and it's really about winning games. Some the old Jimmy Johnson line, Dan, somehow, some way, winning games and um playoff football, um, playoff football where we could run the ball on offense, even though we've had a lot of offensive line issues, but our defense. If Miles Garrett, you guys and the Bears, um, he's been so dominant all year, but he's got the shoulder injury. I'm not giving inside information. The Bears know that he's probably been playing at 80% and stuff. But to make a run in the playoffs and or to be the top defense, our defense has to stay healthy. And if our defense is healthy with the Miles Garrett and that pass rush, um, then I think nobody's going to really want to play us in January because nobody's really separating themselves to your point, Dan, in the, in the AFC right now, no one's really separated.
0: Cleveland, of course, an NFL charter franchise, and you grew up Bernie in Youngstown. You understand what football means in Northern Ohio. I don't think it's even up for debate that there is a more cursed city in the NFL and a city that has taken it on the chin more than Cleveland has and yet the fans remain so rabid and so into their football team what would it mean to the people of Cleveland to finally appear in a game with roman numerals on it
1: well the roman numerals number as uh, one of i think the four franchises we haven't been um to the super bowl would obviously be super special and stuff Um, We've been a little bit so snake bitten, Dan, that it's actually, um, we've lowered the bar probably a little bit, at least I have, as I get into the late third quarter, early fourth quarter of my life. And I'm not saying this to be overly funny, and it's not a shot, but to your point of all the QBs we've had since we've come back in 1999, um, we're on the third decade this century, and Really, this century, it's uh, minimal times that around the holiday season, Christmas and New Year's, that we've been playing meaningful playoff football. So bluntly, to have meaningful games, and you so astutely said, you know, heck, a month ago, six weeks ago, the Bears-Browns game wasn't really looking like a sexy playoff game for either, either football team. And now... You know, for the Bears to go three and one and to, to have a, still a chance at a wildcard team. And for the Browns here in Cleveland, so I'm not saying we have playoff fever and we've booked playoffs. But now to have a holiday season, heck, in 2023, when Nick Chubb got hurt and we had to micro tear Deshaun Watson, or one, uh, one of only a couple teams to have started four quarterbacks um, in the course of the season to, to win games, Um, It's kind of cool this year just to be um, having that excitement in town, you know, given given and not to get overly emotional as an older man. But here I'm a guy that had 40 surgeries, Dan, 80 broken bones, 100 concussions. I was so medicated on all the pills and stuff. Actually, leaving Chicago five years ago, um, I had a concussion or I had a uh, seizure in the airplane. I was in a coma for 96 hours. I was on so many pills back then, and I I see with the opiate issue. Um, you're going to be coming to Ohio. We had over a hundred people die of an overdose death in in our state. Um, just last week, had over a hundred thousand people this year in our country um, pass from the overdose issue, and that. Um, our veterans, um, we had 22 veterans will commit suicide today. Um, we've had some of our NFL players that have had these issues. I was one of those guys that was at risk for either one of those, uh, to be one of those statistics, to, to be here today without having to take any pills, to have be, been four years ago. Told I only have five years left of cognitive brain function. To not remember, I'm talking to Danny Mack. And to be able to say cognitive and enunciate articulate communicate multiple syllable words it wasn't like that if we had done an interview seven or eight years ago so you know to have a wellness program you know i'm not saying this to plug my my coffee line kosar coffee coming out or kosar wellness but there's so many of our players that have been over medicated and, and a lot of the money that i raise in my wellness programs Go to kind of helping out older players and 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 guys so that they don't have to suffer through some of the things that you know we go through with trying to be um winning NFL teams, trying to get to the Super Bowl, trying to get those Super Bowl rings, trying to play playoff football because it's it's so meaningful for us, not just personally, but so many people's um with so many tough things going on in society, with um, the extremism is out there with politics and stuff coming out of the COVID, with anxiety and depression. Football is is a great entertainment and a great escape. So it's a almost a, a responsibility now to um, for myself to somebody who's the game of football has been so great and so entertaining um, for me to be blessed to kind of find my health to kind of spread the word to help out. How about some of my other teammates and other other brothers out there that aren't doing as good, Dan?
0: With all of those concussions and and broken bones, I mean, orthopedic issues suck, but uh, you can make it through With, with all of those concussions. What are what are things you can do, Bernie, to be proactive, to keep your cognitive function, to keep as alert and as engaged as you want to be?
1: well th- thanks for asking dan you know one of the some of the main things are and a lot of people say well i didn't play football i didn't have those concussions i wasn't in the military i didn't have combat injuries and stuff there's degrees of these issues and there's degrees in society of things that are going on um, that all of us need um need type of holistic wellness and the connectivity between our gut and our brain health and food is our medicine and being able to almost holistically go about um our diet and stuff is a really simple way to start so some of the things i'm doing with my smart supplementation with digestive enzymes and juicing um fermented super greens, optimizing my D level. I mean, I I joke, it's not a shameless way to plug the coffee, but the black coffee bean is one of the number one things that flushes and detoxes the brain and your liver and kidney. A lot of us, our stomach issues are coming with our our insides needing to be flush and detox the bad stuff out of it. I'm able to infuse Um, in Chicago and Cleveland, we're not going to see much sunlight, although we're going to get a lot of sunlight on Sunday with 50 degrees and sunny, but optimizing our D level to fend off the flu and the COVID stuff that's coming. I'm really proud as a wannabe chemist to be able to infuse and have a patent to infuse vitamin D. And I used to drink way too much, Dan. I infused resveratrol, a massive antioxidant that you find in red wine but now that i'm not drinking red wine i'm able to put it in my coffee that's one of the stuff that's able to flush flush my insides to be able to be cognitively present to not have a pocket full of pills bluntly right now
0: do you still party
1: you know my idea of partying now is um is actually going out and and, and doing my juicing. And actually I make people uncomfortable. I'm not maybe the most exciting party date. Now, when you talk about digestive enzymes, Proteolytic enzymes, optimizing your D-level, my man, (laughs) and then putting fermented super greens in your bottled water. Another shot of Jack Daniels.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bernie, I want to ask you about you. You have played for some amazing college and pro coaches including young Bill Belichick, who was overmatched when he took the Cleveland job. What was it like playing for Bill?
1: So, uh, Dan, what a good, I'm I'm so blessed with my coaches and stuff. If you go to Howard Snellenberg, Jimmy Johnson, I'm so honored to be the only guy to have played at all three spots with Jimmy Johnson, University of Miami, Dallas Cowboys, Super Bowl ring, the Miami Dolphins, Marty Schottenheimer, uh, Jimmy uh, Jim Schaffner, going with uh, Don the great Don Shula, but then for Bill, the young Bill Belichick, and I'm super proud to have been the first uh, to win and quarterback his first victory in the NFL. And actually, ironically, at New England in Foxborough, so uh, to uh, uh, to have started his um, his coaching career with me as his quarterback, um, I actually really liked him and stuff. Albeit he did cut me and and ended up in Dallas and stuff, but the ability for me and him to kind of go with X's and O's um, back then, um, even though even though. Um, Again, like I said, I ended up getting cut, and one being the one of the only quarterbacks in first place. At the time to do that um, was was humbling at it. But his intelligence levels and X's and O's, you could see it back then. And even when he even when he had that resignation from the Jets, um, a lot of people were calling to mess with him. And, and saying how um, they were calling us sex players to kind of make fun of, of him and how he's going to do in New England. And it, in hindsight, 2020 to be able to say this now that he was going to be a great coach with six Super Bowl rings. But in 1998, to be able to say, hey, I think he's going to do a great job with New England, time has shown, you know, his, his seat in the Hall of Fame is coming. It's tough to see what's happening, you know, this year with him, but – the 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 level of the level of respect for the games is is impressive.
0: Thanks for listening to the Danny Mac podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.